Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. And thank you so much for tuning back into another episode here on GEMS Podcast. My special guest with me today is Esther Garfin with Alternative Food Network. And let me tell you a little bit about her. In 2017, Esther Garfin started Alternative Food Network, a content production company and specialty multimedia resource at the intersection of food and personal best health. Esther is president of Alternative Food Network and host of the podcast series, Plant-Based Diet and Doctors. Prior to founding Alternative Food Network, Esther Garfin worked as a lawyer in the entertainment industry in Toronto for a whopping 15 plus years. And today we're going to spend time learning about plant-based diet so we can have that overall nutrition, but also pair that with, you know, exercise. Because so many people think, oh yeah, I can eat right, but then they don't exercise. And they're like, I'm not seeing the results. So we're definitely going to package it up and bring it to you in a nice, pretty package. But without further ado, Please welcome Esther Garfin to Jump's podcast. Thank you. So nice to be here. So nice to meet you. My pleasure. And thank you for coming on and just sharing your expertise. And before we dive in, Esther, I definitely want the audience to get a chance to connect with you on a personal level. So there's two ways that we could do the icebreaker. We can break the ice up front with one single question, or we could play a rapid fire 10 question game. What are you in the mood for? Maybe breaking the ice. Okie dokie. We're breaking the ice with (laughs) Esther. So here's the question. Share something crazy that you have done in your life or a fun and interesting fact about yourself. It's probably, uh, Many people will probably call this the craziest thing I've ever done, and and I might agree, um, was actually putting a law career on hold to to become a podcaster, (laughs) because that doesn't make too much sense financially, that's for sure. Um, But uh, yeah, you know, when you have a passion, you got to go for it. Absolutely. And so whenever you decided to put your law career on hold to start podcasting, did you already have a roadmap in mind of where you wanted to go podcasting wise? That's a great question. I actually started, so I went, did a little entrepreneur program here in Toronto and I received a grant. And then with that grant money, we actually started producing recipe videos first. And then during that time, I dabbled in a couple of podcasts. This was before I started the company. So this was probably in 2016. So podcasting was on the rise for sure. Uh, maybe more so in the U.S. than in Canada, but it was on the rise, but it was by no means as popular as it is now. So it was still kind of early days. Um, and so I just dabbled in it. I really didn't set out to to focus on podcasts, but then uh, 
that's just what ended up happening. So we still produce recipe videos as well. Um, but then the, the podcasts, I uh, did a whole bunch of one-offs and then they led into a few series. Uh, I like that because sometimes it's the things that we don't necessarily want to focus on falls into place and then everything else just builds around it so mm -hmm. with you just having your recipe videos you could easily tra uh, translate that to just audio and have a podcast and walk them through the um, recipes and they could just pop in their airpods or whatever type of headphones they're using and just do it in the kitchen and it's like oh this is so nice and if someone's listening that's like me y'all I am a 30 minute meal type person more like Rachel Ray I leave the major cooking to my husband because I was like you went to culinary school dude I did not <laughs> so um, so let's jump into our segment, which is plant-based diets, because there's so many myths around plant-based, like, oh, I need to be a vegan, or I need to cut out this, or I need to cut out that. And then people start with the momentum high, and then they fade off because it gets so hard, and they see it as a diet versus a lifestyle choice and change. So can you walk us through, like, what is your personal journey when it comes to plant-based diets? Yeah, and, and I think everything you said is correct. It, it can be challenging and a burden unless you have some great tips, which is what we try to provide on, on the series. Um, I started, so even when I started Alternative Food Network, I wasn't plant-based yet, but this has been also my personal journey. I had eczema on my fingers so I have a few food allergies and then I had some skin stuff going on and it was getting worse and worse and uh, I started so I started Alternative Food Network I was doing some nut-free videos some lower sugar videos but it wasn't particularly focused on plant-based yet and then the more interviews I did the more content we produced I started to really grab hold of the whole plant-based concept and I, I tried to pay attention and again I'm not a doctor I'm not a healthcare professional this is just my personal experience like take it for for what you will but uh, I started reducing my sugar intake I started incorporating more plant-based foods into my diet um, so I'm not vegan but definitely you know meat or chicken or or you know, that's very, it's a, at a minimum in my diet. And um, I made some other changes as well. And lo and behold, now a few years in, I've got no eczema anymore. It's gone. Wow. So, right. It's gone. And so again, I will not claim that it's because I have a more plant forward diet. However, that's one of the things I did, and I'm sure it may ha has a, an effect. I, I Ultimately, I do believe it's all about re reducing inflammation in the body. Absolutely. Yeah. And one, one of the things that I've noticed whenever people change from just eating a whole bunch of junk to just eating really clean and lean, that it does help with their skin, but then also whenever they get in proper hydration, so drinking a lot of waters, the water is flux, um, fl flushing those toxins out of their system. And you mentioned a good point about, yes, our water, about... Um, 
inflammation. And I know turmeric is really good to mitigate inflammation and introducing supplements as well as um, herbal herbal remedies and um, other natural remedies into your diet can also help because what's one of the biggest cause of illnesses? It's inflammation and mucus. So if we're not paying attention to the type of foods that we're eating and how our body is reacting to it, then we're not truly listening to our body. So before you made the switch, you mentioned that you were having um, skin conditions. And then did you feel sluggish when you were eating certain types of foods? Um, that's hard to say because at that time, my kids were little <laughs> and I was still working as a lawyer. I mean, you know, there's a lot going on, so it probably was sluggish for many reasons. Um, but uh, cleaning up the diet was was very helpful and i'm also at an age where i think women start to put on some weight so that's not happening to me yet uh so again i mean i can thank a cleaner diet for that i mean listen you can be still plant-based or vegan and have a really crappy diet too so we're talking more whole food plant-based items right not just processed packaged foods yeah, and let's spend some time talking about the whole food plant-based items versus the packaged food, because there's a lot of packaged foods out there that say they're healthy, no GMOs, they're organic and all of that. But then if you don't take time to really read the nutrition label and understand what's going in it, um, then that makes it a little bit more complex to really know if you're truly eating clean and healthy. And one of the rules I got from my sister, who was a vegan for so many years, was like, if you can't can't pronounce what's on the food label you should not be eating it right right yeah you know we did an episode very early on in the plant-based diet series um our meat alternatives meat about meat alternatives are they healthy or not and i had two guests and we literally i read from it was one of the um burger alternatives i can't remember which one anymore i was literally reading them the ingredients because i didn't understand what what was in the ingredients and uh, they were explaining it to me and uh, it's true I mean listen people incorporate more plant-based foods into their diet for many reasons some of it's moral some of you know environment animal rights environmental health so depending on the reason you're switching um, processed foods may or may not become part of your diet but people really should know that a lot of the packaged foods don't have good for you ingredients. It's true. It's true. Although I was reading an article yesterday that was talking about the third wave of plant-based eating. It called, yeah, it called it a, the, the next wave of plant-based eating that will be, that there will be a focus on healthy ingredients in prepared foods. Really? That's how, yeah. yeah. So, was that um, everywhere or is it just primarily in your in your region? Because we see a lot of things that are mass produced to just keep up with the consumers and the supply and demand. And I think um, that also counteracts people trying to eat healthy because everyone is on that go, 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 hustle and bustle. And they're constantly trying to churn things out. But 
a cherry tomato, for example, that you grow in your backyard is going to taste different than one that you get in the grocery store, unless you really know the source of where that cherry tomato came from, or yeah. vice versa. Sometimes when you go to the a restaurant, a higher end restaurant is going to have higher quality versus going to a lower end restaurant that is trying to cater for the masses. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And in fact, that reminds me of a, another episode I did with a physician. Um, to, to your point about what we're growing, right, and the quality of produce, for example, of what's being grown. So this was on the other series that we produced called Doctors Plus. And this physician was saying that, because I was asking him about whether there is a need for supplementation. And you were alluding to supplements before as well. Because when I started this whole, the company and my journey, I really wasn't thinking supplements. I was thinking, you know, we can do, you know, do this food as medicine, we can help ourselves with food. But but what he was saying, I mean, he agrees with the whole food as medicine concept, but what he was saying is nowadays, between pesticides and, you know, the, the farming that's going on, the quality of our produce is just not what it was 50 years ago, 100 years ago. And we're not getting the same nutrients in that tomato that you were just talking about. So what do you do? I mean, do you, you probably at some point, depending, you know, everyone has to consult their own healthcare provider, but there might be a need for supplementation because we can't perhaps rely 100% on our diet, even if we're, you know, plant-based. Absolutely. And I was in the past using juice plus um, vitamins, which has all your fruits and veggies in the capsules and they have the gummies or they have the gelatin capsules. And those are really good. They're highly um, recommended and they're not cheap. Let me just say that they're not cheap. And then another thing is essential oils. And whenever I use essential oils, I use the highest grade and quality. So young living essential oils, because you could use them topically as well as internally, you could use it in your cooking or to, um, bathe with so it can get inside your pores or doTERRA and I find a lot of people will use that along with plant-based diet and other holistic and natural remedies and then also the importance of detoxing because people fail to realize they have to detox their body certain times um, just to make sure that your body is firing on all cylinders because our body is our temple and it's always going to speak to us. So if you ingest something that your body does not like or does not agree with you, you may have stomach aches, you may have a headache, a migraine, you may break out in hives, have a rash, or whatever the case may be. Even um, swelling sometimes, and swelling could be from that water retention, it could be from that inflammation or whatever else may be going on internally that is manifesting externally outside of the body. So I think that's also another thing to be mindful of whenever you are um, trying to change your lifestyle, because I'm not going to say diet, lifestyle choice, and go from eating junk to eating plant-based and just kind of weeding it in. And then if you go from trying to eat plant-based to maybe have a cheat day, sometimes you're going to have those stomach problems because your body is already being trained and conditioned to a new way of eating. Yes. Yes. I, I work a lot with, uh, 
She's a culinary medicine expert. She's a, an MD, she's a physician and a chef. And uh, we just did a cooking class where she was talking about that, you know, you when you try and incorporate cleaner foods into your diet. And then if you do have those days where, you know, you grab for something, uh, perhaps not as clean, let's say, you, you might feel like you were asking me before, you might feel sluggish, you might have a stomach issue, but you know, that's, it's okay. We're, we also have to live life, right? And we have to enjoy some good food sometimes that may not be part of your cleanest diet. You know, it's all in moderation. Absolutely. And when you think about the um, empire that you're building, the Alternative Food Network, and pairing it with plant-based diets, let us know some of the things that your avatar will get from working with you, Esther. That my avatar will get? What do you mean exactly? So like your ideal client or the person that will come to you for help Mm -hmm. in this space? So I don't, again, I don't, I'm not a healthcare provider, so I don't have clients. I produce media, I produce content, uh, but our audience is uh, both male, female, but probably a little bit more, a little bit more female, um, but across the age range, uh, but because of podcasting and the nature of the, the podcast, podcast industry and the listeners, we have 20 somethings, and then we have all the way to 70 plus somethings. Uh, so it's, it's, a broad audience, mainly interested in eating for their health, right? They're into health and wellness, both from a prevention standpoint and also from a disease management. Okay. And I love the fact that you mentioned that you don't necessarily have clients per se, but then I also see like some of our audience in the podcast space as clients because we're providing to them with resources and information that they could use by just being a part of our community. So that's one way of looking at it too, even though we may not have like the MD or the um, other initials behind our name, we're still um, surveying subject matter experts and bringing them into our world and sharing and holding space via collaborations to really create those synergies to get people to think about different things that they would not have ordinarily um, thought about. And I like the fact that you mentioned primarily that it's women, but we also need to do something to cater to the men because their health is important as well. And sometimes I feel like men have a hard time going going to see their physician and just talking with their doctors. So if they would just change their lifestyle and just eat nutritious foods that's healthy, as well as pair with exercise, they can mitigate some of those illnesses and, you know, really promote that longevity. So is there a plan or course of action that you have to kind of bump up the listenerships for men in your community? I, our, the, our male listeners are still 35% of our audience. So it's not bad. I mean, we definitely have male audience for sure. Um, I have tried to stay to content that is helpful for both men and women. Although recently we did a whole <clears throat> um, hormone segment and it involved, you know, perimenopause and menopause and premenopause. But, you know, that's good for men, too, because they should know what their partners are going through. (laughs) So 
Um, but yeah, I mean, you know what, there's so much content that I want to do and want to cover. And uh, there will be some male specific issues for sure in the future. Yeah, like one, uh, one issue is like prostate cancer and testicular cancer, and mm-hmm. to see if there's any linkage to foods, because sometimes um, I interviewed a guy on my podcast who had testicular cancer, and he said there was no screening to be done to kind of pinpoint testicular cancer. cancer. So I'm like, okay, well, is it genetics? Is it um, based on environmental factors or whatever the case may be? And I know that they say with certain types of foods, you could reverse certain types of illnesses. So that's one thing that I would um, be interested in hearing, like a male's perspective, talk about certain Mm -hmm. um, nutrition and their values to combat certain types of illnesses or just ward off. Because like, I know there's a lot of fruits and vegetables that they say, okay, if you eat this, then it will minimize the likelihood of you getting cancer. How true is that? I'm not sure because I don't do R&D, research and development, (laughs) my background supply chain and oil and gas. So. Very different, but if I could bring on an expert to just engage in these conversations as a learning to help somebody else, then I think that's our goal. So I'll put it on my development list. We actually just spoke yesterday with uh, an integrate, a functional medicine physician, and we are going to be doing an episode on um, breast cancer um, prevention with a plant based diet. So that's actually coming up. Um, but I will put uh, prostate on the list. That's amazing. And I'm interested to hear how that conversation goes with the breast cancer prevention, because not only does it affect the women, but it also affects males as well. And sometimes males forget that that can happen. So just that too, or also um, lupus, autoimmune diseases are Mm -hmm. also um, another good thing to have a conversation about because food definitely plays a factor and coincidentally we're in um, lupus awareness month which is the month of may so we're purple and it's also mental health awareness and have you um based on some of the conversations that you've had esther and some of the things that you do in the plant base do you think that there is a linkage with food and mental health by any chance so we did again this is it wasn't part of the plant-based series, but we did an episode, actually a two-parter in our Doctors Plus series with uh, integrative psychiatrists. And so she's a psychiatrist, but she's done further training and, and um, takes a nutritional approach, uh, or there's uh, nutrition is a part of her practice. And um, so it was all about food and mood. And she was talking at length about the connection between um, food and your food and your mood and your mental health and the brain gut access. So there, from that episode, I learned that they, there is a connection. And so, you know, what affects your gut microbiome, the food that you eat amongst other things. So, uh, again, cleaner diet is also helpful when it comes to mental health. 
Yes, man, a lot of these questions, like you've covered it already, so that makes me super excited. So Esther, as we begin to wind down soon, I want you to really pour out what your mission is with the Alternative Food Network and what some of the other people could look forward based on some of the content that you currently have out and maybe some teasers on what's to come. You know what? I really do this out of passion. It's really true. Sometimes they say about entrepreneur, you have to be crazy to be an entrepreneur <laughs> and something's got to, got to fuel that. And that's the passion that I have for the topic. Why it, where it comes from? I don't know. I mean, I had a, my career was very good before, <laughs> but I just love doing this. And so I hope my, my goal is to, do more episodes, do more series, maybe one day get into television, which is what my background was in before it was television and digital media, and really just keep on churning out content that's helpful for people. I mean, we get emails and, and DMs from our audience saying that, you know, they just, they found the content very helpful. And, and that's what I want to hear. I just want to help people because I think there's just a lack of knowledge when it comes to what food does and doesn't do for your body. And unfortunately, it's not, uh, there's not a lot of time devoted to it in medical school. So the, the GPs are not too knowledgeable in this area either. And then just a wild card question. Have you thought about just pairing some of the work that you're doing now and meshing it with like your former career and just maybe representing someone or looking at things from a different angle because there may be medical malpractice and then you kind of compare it with integrative medicine and food or other things. Just like a kind of wild card. I know it kind of sounds crazy, but some people kind of take their passion and they pair it with their yeah. former knowledge and you see the really good synergies there. I think I've kind of done that because I do all the legals for my shows. <laughs> I don't have to hire a lawyer for anything because I do it all myself. <laughs> um, you know, every guest that I, I interview signs a release. Um, so yeah, no, I, I, I took my professional back, even though I was legal and business on the business side of entertainment, law and television, I've taken that and then I started a business that's still media. I still have to go through the same steps as I, I used to do when I was a lawyer when it comes to production. It's just that now I'm on the producer side and, and also oddly enough, a host. That was not my, my main goal either to be a host of the series, but that's just kind of how it, uh, it, it played out. Did you always want to be a host of a podcast? I fell into it after I hosted for three different CEOs simultaneously. Um, I started my own podcast out of a passion project, but from a grief journey of losing my dad in 2020 to medical negligence. So it was definitely a way to help me cope. Uh, so I did a lot of solo episodes about my grief journey up until I was in the right mental frame of mind to start interviewing people. Wow. It's amazing. Yeah. How many, how many episodes did you do to kind of take yourself through the mental heal, the healing? Ooh, I think 
more than more than 20. So I've done a lot. I think I've lost track. I need to actually go back and do some solo episodes because I've been doing a whole bunch of interviews, but then I haven't no. mixed in my solo episodes lately. So um a lot of people you are churn- like, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but you churn out a lot of episodes now. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of um, batch episodes and back to back. So whenever I go on maternity leave, I have enough content there. Good. That's great. It's nice to be in control a little bit, isn't it? Yes. It's definitely a different pace than oil and gas where I came from, where it's very high stress, um, intense and different, especially what's going on. Because right now you see all the supply chain issues and that's actually my degree, supply chain. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're far away from where you started also. (laughs) Yes. And some people thought I was crazy. They're like, you're doing a podcast. Are you making any money? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? And they don't get it at first. But then I tell people, if you're passionate about something, the money will come. But if you're doing something for the money, then it becomes a job. Yeah. Yeah. Although an argument can be made that we all need a job and we do need to earn money, but that's for another show. Yes. So Esther, I want you to leave the audience with your call to action for this segment. If someone could have one takeaway from today's episode, I would say to be more mindful about what you're eating as the first step in trying to live a healthier and more energetic life. So have a healthier, more energetic life by being mindful of what you eat. Yeah, in addition, of course, you know, to the other other pillars of, of exercise and, and stress reduction and all those. I mean, you can never have these conversations in a silo. You always have to talk about the other parts of wellness as well. And Esther, how can our audience connect with you via your website and where do you primarily hang out on social media? So our website is alternativefoodnetwork.com. And we house everything on the site. So all the the podcasts are there, blogs, some recipe videos. We have a YouTube channel, which actually, I believe as of this sometime this week, we've just rearranged it. So uh, it's, uh, it's, we've had it for a few years and now we've just reorganized it hopefully in a better way. So we have a YouTube channel, which has a lot of our cooking videos, which are primarily at this point, plant-based. Uh, and then we're on social at Alternative Food Network on Facebook and Instagram. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. You just heard Esther Garfin. All of her contact information will be in the show notes. Make sure you scroll down, read, and tap in with her. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. We're on 40-plus platforms, and you can see all things video content by checking us out on YouTube and typing in at gems with genesis amaris kemp and lastly but not least i want to thank each one of you for tuning in on a consistent basis to support the phenomenal guests that i bring on as well as myself because of you we are now ranked in the top two and a half percent globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per www.listennotes.com which brings me to our 
need for sponsorships. You can find out more information by heading on over to genesisamarskemp.net, clicking on that podcast tab and getting plugged in. So thank you so much for listening. And remember, your body is your temple. You only have one. So just like you take care of your car, do the maintenance for your body so your body could perform optimally and you can have that longevity. Until we chat next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor So please reach out via email at gems, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcast.